Praise the Lord, everyone. We welcome you to the house of the Lord this afternoon. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise on this Easter Sunday. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just want to welcome everyone out to the house of the Lord this afternoon, so thankful for you to be here. We welcome all of our uh, visitors who are with us, whether uh, you're just visiting back with us, uh, had, had been here for a little bit, or this is your first time here. We just welcome you on this Easter Sunday, this day of celebration, because our Redeemer lives. Hallelujah. That tomb is empty, and He lives forevermore. Hallelujah. And because He lives, we have the hope for not only tomorrow, today. We are going to get through today, and we have the hope for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Glory to His name. He is alive and well and remains. His Spirit is, is well with us. Hallelujah. We do not, we do not serve or worship uh, a king uh, that is in a tomb still, that his bones are there. His bones are not there. He is not there. He is alive and well. And this is a day of celebration, and I'm so happy today, excited to be here and we just welcome you at Christ Family Church. Welcome those who are watching by means of the live stream this afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Praise the name of the Lord. Just make a couple of announcements. Doesn't look like we have any birthdays or uh, anniversaries this week, but we do have our Wednesday Bible study coming up Wednesday at 7 p.m., so remember that uh, Bible study Wednesday, 7 p.m. And then on this Friday and Saturday, we are going to the ark. So. The Ark Encounter, we'll be uh, leaving, heading up that way on Friday and spending the night. We'll be spending the day there at the Ark Encounter on Saturday. And so we're looking forward to that this coming weekend as a church to gather together for that. I also want to bring to your attention, Pastor has told me that uh, the fellowship meeting is on for the 29th of this month. 
So that is just a uh, short couple of weeks out, about three weeks, uh, on Saturday the 29th at 5 p.m. So remember that, the Corey's Fellowship Meeting at Bible Center Assembly in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And Pastor did say that if you do want to go and you would like to uh, have transportation, he is planning on taking the church bus that day. And so if you want to go, you just don't want to drive, you like to ride up there, those arrangements can be made that you can, you can meet here and then ride in the church uh, van up there. So remember that fellowship meeting at 5 p.m. on Saturday the 29th. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. We will be having an Easter egg hunt right after service for those 12 and younger, so we're looking forward to that uh, this afternoon uh, to do the Easter egg hunt for the children, and we're just so thankful for each and every one uh, to be here with us today. I want to get to our devotion this morning, and we're going to be going uh, to, di- to two different books today. The first book, book of John, we're going to look at John chapter 20, and uh, we're going to begin reading at verse 26. John 20. Begin reading at verse 26, and this is where uh, Jesus appears uh, to the disciples again. But the first time, uh, Thomas was not there, as we recall. And so uh, the word begins like this. After eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. You remember uh, Thomas said, I must put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side. Jesus told him, do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, I know Thomas gets a bad rap. He gets called Doubting Thomas a lot. But, you know, asking questions ain't all that bad. (laughs) Asking questions ain't all that bad. But Jesus did tell him to not be unbelieving but believing. And sometimes uh, you want to see in order to believe. But we know now that some 2,000 years ago, Jesus raised from the dead. He's no longer in that tomb. But I want to take you back to a little bit farther back in time, about a, a, a thousand years before Jesus' time. And we're going to go to the book of Psalms where David wrote. Now, David was about a thousand years before Jesus. He did, he did not see Jesus as the disciples seen Jesus. Psalms chapter 16, beginning reading in verse 8. And as Pastor says, if these if these few verses we're going to read don't get to you and stir your spirit, your wood's broken. If you, if, you, if you don't feel now, come on now. Psalm chapter 16, beginning reading verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh will also, also will rest in hope. Check out verse 10. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Ain't that something? Wow. 
Think, think of that. You will not allow your holy one to see corruption. Verse 11 said, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That just does something within my spirit. Just it, it just fills me with hope and joy, the fullness of joy, as David said. You know, I haven't, we haven't seen Jesus as he was when he walked the earth, but yet we believe in him. We have fullness of joy in his presence. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for that today. Our hope is not cut off because he is no longer in that tomb. He reigns today. Hallelujah. He is alive forevermore today. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the worship team comes today, just think about those things. Think about the fullness of joy that you have in Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. with us today. We got a couple of new ones for us. So y'all worship with us and don't pay attention if we mess up.
Hallelujah. Woo, got to be somebody that ran out of that grave when he called their name. Woo, into his glorious day. No longer living in darkness. No longer living in fear. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo. tell you what, church, hallelujah, Jesus' presence is here mightily, and he's, he is so happy and pleased that, he, uh, that there's somebody willing to praise his name. There's, there's still somebody willing to glorify his name, hallelujah, and realize that he is no longer in that tomb, hallelujah. We have walked out into his marvelous light, hallelujah, glory to the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise this afternoon. So many people across this entire world, they're, they're seeking, they're searching, but they're still blind. They're seeking and searching the wrong thing in, in, in the wrong areas. But Jesus is right there the whole time knocking at the door and calling. Hallelujah. Come into this marvelous light. Hallelujah. 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 You know, when, when uh, Jesus told Martha... As Lazarus was still in that tomb for four days, she was so distraught. And, she, and Martha told Jesus, I know he'll, he'll raise again at the, re, at the last day, the resurrection. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. He that believeth in me, even though he may die, yet he will live. Hallelujah. Woo, we have that hope today, church. Hallelujah. Glory to his name because he lives. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to the name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all didn't have to pardon me. I'm just excited this morning. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, I'm excited. Hallelujah, praise the name of the Lord. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is God good. Is good. Hallelujah. Just let the Lord have his way in this place today. Don't quench the spirit of the Lord. We, we are so uh, excited about the resurrection and the celebration of this day. But because we celebrate that he's resurrected, his spirit wants to move within this place. He wants to change hearts and lives today. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. There's change that need to be broken today. Hallelujah. Yes, come on. Oh, glory to the name of the Lord. You don't have to walk around bound anymore. Yes. You, don't have, you don't have to walk around in fear anymore, in the darkness, hallelujah, that the devil wants to keep you in. Hallelujah. 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 Step into his marvelous life today. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory. We thank you, Father, for blessing us, Lord, and making provision for us in every way of our lives. And, Lord, now as we receive the tithes and offerings for this week, take it for the furtherest of your kingdom, Lord, and let forever all the glory come back to your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. God bless you as you give today. Hallelujah. And if you do want to pay by card, it's very easy to do right out there on the uh, welcoming desk right out there on the card reader. Hallelujah. God sent His Son.
know they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. Oh, he gave his just worship him today. I can face Sing it with me, lift your hands and glorify he lives, the devil and his little minions are scared. Oh yes, on Sunday morning they, they sent them running and scattering. They thought they done had it won. They thought they done won the battle. They thought Jesus was in that grave, but he wasn't. <laughs> they, had to, they had to get running. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But, but um, Phil Wickham come out with a song, I think it was this week, and said, Friday is good because Sunday is coming. Devil, you're done. You better start running. <laughs> That's right. Amen. 
So you have, if you have the opportunity to hear that song sometime, devil, you're done. You better start running. That's what it says. Friday's good, but that Sunday is coming. That's that's why Sunday is, is such an important day to, uh, to worship in the house of the Lord and give him praise and glory because he is risen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is so wonderful to see uh, Brother Paul and Sister Edna with us today. And Brother Paul, I'm going to put you on the spot, brother. Just stand and give us a, a testimony, brother, this morning. Hallelujah. So great to see you this morning, brother. Amen. Glory to the name of the Lord. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. At this time, I'm going to ask Sister Jay Lee to come up and sing us a special this morning. So let's give the Lord a hand clap as Sister Jay Lee comes. Hallelujah. <laughs>
this time, we are going to do our meet and greet, but now listen up. If y'all stretch out this meet and greet, Sister Wanda's ham is going to burn in the oven. <laughs> so she's not even in here to catch that. You should have looked over. Her ham's in the oven, so don't stretch out the meet and greet. Hallelujah. Pick on what she's in here. But let's stand and greet each other in the Lord this afternoon. Hallelujah. It feels so good just being here.
Let's give the Lord another hand clap while you make your way back to your seats. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Glory to God. God is good. And all the time, give him one more hand clap of praise. Amen, amen. Such a beautiful day that the Lord has granted us to celebrate this Resurrection Sunday. And um, his presence is here today. And um, I would like to to let everybody know, even those that are watching by the live stream, uh, even if you're not here, right there in your home, wherever you may be, if you have uh, a need from the Lord, you can see that need met today. He came to this earth, died, gave his life, and was resurrected, not just because we could have uh, an Easter ham or uh, Easter egg hunt, but that we can have eternal life and salvation. He paid the ultimate price. Hallelujah. And I am so thankful for that today. And I am going to go ahead and get it right into the, uh, uh, the morning message. Uh, I know that uh, there's some other activities that's going to be going on. Um, I told Brother Paul, I said, you're in trouble today. He said, what's that? I said, because you come back today, and I says, the clock is not working. He said, hey, I, I seen that first thing. <laughs> so if you see a handkerchief waving back there, he's going to be signaling me it's time to shut it down. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to be going today uh, in two passages of Scripture. And uh, we're going to be reading from the book of St. John's Gospel, the 19th chapter, verses 14 through 18. Then we're going to go to the book of Revelation, um, and uh, chapter 1, verses 17 uh, and, and, and 18 for our Scripture text today. Hallelujah. John chapter... 19. Again, I, Ronnie's already mentioned, but all of our guests uh, that are here today, we want to bid you a cordial welcome, let you know we're so happy. You have honored us, every one of you have honored us being here today, and um, anything that you need, amen, or whatever, you let somebody know. We've got ushers around here. You'll see some name tags, some tags on some to be willing to um, help you. This is what it reads like. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. And he was bearing his cross, went out to a place 
called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. And they crucified him uh, and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now we're going to Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you today. We are celebrating and remembering you especially. We understand that we should do this every day of our life, not just one day a year. But especially on today, we have set aside to remember your pain and your suffering and what you went through for every individual on planet Earth. And we honor you and we love you. And now as I begin to bring this message, I'm asking God that you will open up the door to every heart that is in this room, those that are watching online. Grant them the spirit of revelation to let them know how much you love them and you care for them and you died and you resurrected for each one individually. Bless us now and speak to every heart as we minister in Jesus' name with the church. Say, God bless you and you can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you on a subject titled today, Dead No More. Dead No More. Jesus spoke to John. He said, I am he who was, was dead. But behold, I am alive forevermore. Or in other words, dead no more. Praise God. Dead no more. Now I want to take you on a journey this morning, if you'll allow me to do that, and try to picture something in your mind. It was the night after the crucifixion. They had taken Jesus' body down wrapped it up, put it in a tomb, and rolled the stone over the mouth of the tomb. And that evening, 11 young men sat in bewilderment, baffled by the quick turn of events which had taken place in the season of Passover. Passover was an annual event that they had celebrated every day of their every all of their lives. They're going all the way back to Moses. And for the last two years, they had celebrated Passover uh, with the one that they had planned standing with in the liberation of Israel. But now, now he was dead. They were thinking possibly 
Is this how it's going to end? Have we sacrificed everything for nothing? Because Jesus Christ of Nazareth was dead. Now, let's fast forward, if you will, about 65 years from that night. And the last living man of those 11 young men sat looking out at the water of the Mediterranean. He was on an island called Patmos. They had banished him there as punishment, but mainly to try to keep him from preaching and teaching what he had been doing all his life. They thought that they could get rid of him, and by getting rid of him, getting rid of his message. So there he was, and possibly John was reminiscing over his life since the days that he and his brother James were fishermen on the Sea of Galilee. And maybe he was thinking, is this how I'm going to die out here on this desert island? And where it's all going to end? After, after all, he had spent his whole life as a testimony to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and to tell the truth, he probably was longing for home. Hallelujah. Have you, those of you who are Christians and know the Lord, have you ever had a thought cross, cross your mind sometimes, especially when you're going through a hard struggle and says, man, I tell you what, I can't hardly wait to get there. Amen. And there are times that I, I get homesick. Hallelujah. If you ever, if you ever been homesick in this world, um, that's one thing, amen. But I'm going to tell you, there's an old song, amen, they used to sing, I'm homesick for heaven, and I got a longing to go, hallelujah, to a land without heartache, with any sorrow, woe, hallelujah. Glory to God, I praise him today. And I don't know what he was doing or not, but maybe on that island out there, as he was banishing that they dropped him off the boat and he watched him go away. And as he was sitting there and reminiscing over everything, amen, that was coming to him, amen, that had happened, amen. Then, just like it was on the day of Pentecost, suddenly, how many remembers that word suddenly on the day of Pentecost? There came a sound from heaven. Well, I want you to imagine right now, John was sitting there on that island of Patmos. Amen. And there he was all alone. And he was maybe thinking, this is where it's going to end. But he had another suddenly experience, just like it was back on the day of Pentecost. Because suddenly he was in the spirit. Glory to God. Let me tell you something today. When you get in the spirit of God and God begins to bless your heart and your soul, it's some kind of some, the problems you've got seems like nothing at that point. You don't care at that point because you're in the presence of a holy God. Suddenly, and I believe there's some people sitting here today, some people watching online, that you need a suddenly to happen in your life. Suddenly, he was in the spirit and a voice as loud as a trumpet 
rang out from behind him. It was a familiar voice, a voice he knew well as well as his own. But it had been a long time. He turned around, and as his eyes beheld Jesus, he dropped like a dead man. Maybe they'll put that picture back up on the slide as he was laying there prostrate on the ground. He turned around. He saw Jesus. He dropped like a dead man. Jesus says, I don't fear. Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. If you're glad to know that he's alive today, give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Yes, John, I was dead, but I will be dead no more. And you still, you still got work to do. It's not going to end on this island. I want you to start off by writing down the things I'm fixing to show you. And there on that island where John possibly thought it was all going to end, that man received the greatest revelation that anybody, any prophet, all through time ever got because he, when he was finished, we had that great book of revelation that he had put down. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you something right here today. Maybe some of you have been through so much problems and trouble in your life and you think, well, amen, there's nothing left for me, nothing else for me to do, but I want you to know I speak to you and I prophesy to you through the presence of the Holy Ghost of God that God ain't through with you yet. God wants to use you. If you quit being so stubborn, amen, and yield yourself to him, don't wait till the last minute when you got one foot on the grave and the other one, amen, on the down a pill like my daddy used to say amen won't you surrender to him today where you can make something good in your life hallelujah hallelujah two things about Jesus that I want to share with you today and number one that first thing is that a living intercessor Jesus Christ is a living intercessor. Now, I did a little reading of Jewish history, and Jewish tradition says that the number of Jewish high priests from the time of Abram to the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, there had been 84 high priests. Now, there were, there were hundreds of just uh, regular priests, the Levites, who helped work in the temple and all that. But there was always only one high priest. And he was high priest until he died. And according to Jewish uh, tradition, there had been 84 high priests. The living high priest spent their entire life serving in the temple to make sacrifice for sins. Yet in all their work, they was not able to eradicate sin. The only thing they could do through their sacrifices and all that is to push their people's sins ahead for one year. 
while individuals had their past sins smack them in the face over and over again, year after year. How would you like to have it thrown up in front of you of everything you messed up all your life every year? See, sometimes we don't want to realize how wonderful it was when Jesus Christ came and what he did. Because until he did that, people didn't have their sins eradicated. They only, they only had, as the saying goes, kicked the can on down the road. Still had to be dealt with a little bit later, a little bit farther off. Hallelujah. Amen. But so all the work that they did, the best that they could do was just push them ahead. Jesus Christ, though, became our perfect and final high priest. We need never to have another one because he is infinite and eternal and he can do the job required to take away our sins. Not just push them ahead, amen, but to wash them away. If you ever wondered what that scripture meant, that he, uh, uh, that he cast our sins as far away as the east is into the west or, into, or to the sea of forgiveness and never to remember. The reason why that was said was because until Jesus came, the sins was just kicked down the road to the next year, uh, day of atonement. And it had to go through the whole thing. But when Jesus said, when I came, what I did for you, I didn't kick the can no more. Hallelujah. Jesus, oh my Lord. Hallelujah. And Jesus came doing what we need some politicians to go, um, to start doing is quit kicking the can down the road with somebody else to handle a little later. Somebody else to deal with a little later. Jesus came. He said, boys, it's going to be difficult. You got a new sheriff in town now. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. He said, I ain't going to kick the can of your sin every time you lied, every time you stole, every time you had a bad thought or said a bad word. Jesus said, if you will let me, I'm go I got the eraser. Hallelujah. I'm going to go my mind. Nobody else could do that. Nobody else could do that but Jesus. Give him praise. Hallelujah. All of those priests and Levites working together could never be successful before. Let's read in the book of Hebrews, the seventh chapter, and see what it says. But he, talking about Jesus, because he continues forever. In other words, because he's dead no more. Hallelujah. He continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost. That's another phrase in the Bible we read, all, we read about. What does that mean, save to the uttermost? Before Jesus, there was not such a thing because it was kicked down the road. It was pushed forward. You had to deal with it again. You had, had to um, uh, uh, face all of that stuff again. But Jesus being that perfect high priest, one who lives forevermore and died no dead no more, he can save you to the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not neatly 
daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sin, then for the people's. For this he did once for, for all when he offered himself up. And of course, he died, but he is going to be dead no more. Hallelujah. I'm thankful to God for that. Now, the second point of my sermon, I'm going to talk about a faithful go-between. A faithful go-between. Several years ago, there was a TV program that uh, um, that we always usually watched a lot of it. It was um, it was called Jag. Anybody remember that? And uh, I think there's still some. You can see some reruns on it on some of those streaming channels today. But uh, it was an interesting program, and that that word Jag comes and it came from a true true thing. The uh, the the phrase there, Jag, comes from the word Judge Advocate General, and it's actually called the Jag Corps. And this unit, made up of the best lawyers, just about there is. You may think it's in Philadelphia lawyers that charge you all kind of big, big bucks are the best, but these these men and women in the Jag Corps are some of the best in the nation. And the Jag Corps was formed by none other than uh, George Washington himself. It started out originally uh, in 1775 with the army. It was the Jag Army Corps of the Advocates. And then it went on uh, to every branch of, of the service. And the Jag officers, uh, they were the advocates, uh, amen, or the go-between for those, uh, amen, who needed an, uh, that intercessor, who needed somebody to stand in between. Amen. They advocate. Hallelujah. And that is exactly what Jesus Christ did for every man, woman, boy, and girl in this world. You may think you can handle it and do it alone, but if you get out of this thing alive, you're going to need an advocate. Amen. Because I ain't run across the, the man or woman yet that you can see the halo. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We all got our issues. We got the things we got to do with. Hallelujah. So, I don't know, maybe maybe you achieved that level. I don't know, but I hadn't. I need an advocate. I need somebody who's never going to die again, who's going to always be alive as an intercessor to help me. Hallelujah. And that, my friend, is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want you to read with me 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And let's see what it says. John, and this is the same John, by the way, who, who was there on the Isle of Patmos. And this is what he says here. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. 
He laid it down. Amen. It's not, it's not the will of God that we sin, that we mess up. Amen. And we, we, we all, if you love the Lord, you're going to want to strive to live right if you really love him. Talk is cheap. Amen. But you know whether now a person really loves the Lord by just seeing their life. Come on. Amen. But getting back to what I'm talking about here, so it's not, it's, it's God don't want us to sin. But Jesus, because he became a man, because God himself clothed himself in, um, uh, in human flesh. See, it's not what some people say. Jesus was more than just a good man. He was more than just another prophet. But he was God manifested in the flesh. That's what the Bible says. He was the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. Amen. And so when, when, uh, when Jesus took on human form and was born in Bethlehem, he lived the life like we do. The Bible said he was tempted in every way that we are. Amen. Every temptation, amen, that could anybody ever have, Jesus, Jesus went through that. And so because of that, he knows what it's like to try to live right in this world. And so, he says, from now on, not only am I going to forgive you your sins when you repent and ask me to forgive you of your sins, not only am I going to wash them away when you follow me in water baptism for the remission of sins, but the rest of your life down the road, Jesus says, I've been through what you're going through, and I'm going to be your advocate. Hallelujah. I'm going to be your JAG officer. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm your advocate. I'm going to stand up and talk for you. Praise God. I'm not ashamed because I spread my blood. There were crown of thorns put up on my head and the blood ran down in my eyes. He says, I love you more than you know and more than you realize. Hallelujah. But I know what it's like to be human because I became human. Hallelujah. And I am going to always speak up for you. Hallelujah. Have you ever had somebody that let on to you like that was going to always be there for you, but when things got tough, you got thrown under the bus? And guess what? Jesus won't ever throw you under the bus. Hallelujah. He has promised that if you need somebody to stand up for you, he will stand up for you. Let's go to another scripture, 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son 
to be the propitiation for our sins. And that's the second time we've seen that word. And the best definition I can give you of that propitiation according to the Greek is that it is the appeasement. What Jesus did when he died at the Calvary, he appeased the, uh, the wrath of God. Remember what another scripture says? That if you do not obey the Lord, the wrath of God is still abiding on you. Every man, woman, and boy and girl born in this world, you was born with a death sentence on you because of what Adam and Eve did. You were born under the wrath of God. But Jesus appeased that wrath. That's what propitiation means. He appeased it. He calmed the wrath of God. He made it possible that God would be proud to be called your father. Wrapping it up, Jesus Christ came into this world to die one time. But ever since that resurrection morn, Jesus would die no more. And because he forever lives, those of us who have submitted unto him have that same hope. I remember what Jesus said the night before his resurrection. He told him a little, a little while longer and the world won't see me no more. He said, but you see me because I live, you will live also. It's kind of like that song that we sung a while ago when we was worshiping and giving the offering, because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. In my some 53 years, 53 years of being uh, an ordained gospel minister, I've seen everything that you could imagine as I've been with countless families at the time of death. And I see the struggles and I see all of those things that people uh, go through with during, during that time. And I've been through those times myself. And uh, and, and our family. But I want you to know something today. You don't have to have no fear. You don't have to worry if you make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Because he lives, because he is dead no more. You can live. Because I live, ye shall live also. And Ronnie quoted the scripture a while, while ago. You know, even when you are, even if you die, you're going to live again. And if you've been going and listening to our Wednesday night teaching the last few weeks about, about the other side of death, what happens to the soul between the death of the body and the resurrection, amen, you'd understand and know that if you, if you make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, you don't really never die. Your body may die, but Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Because of what Jesus did, when I die, death is only a transition. I'm going to move out of an old house that's got creaks and noises. Hey, man, all kind of, I mean, uh, uh, I told somebody here a while back, it was on one of them cold mornings. 
Um, I got up, and as I was trying to get out of the bed, I heard all kind of uh, snap, crackle, and pop. I thought Darlene was fixing me Rice Krispies for breakfast. But then I realized it wasn't Rice Krispies. It was me trying to get my joints limbered up. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm, so I'm going to move out of this body, and I'm going to have a glorified body. Amen? And you know what? Jesus did the hard part. All you got to do is accept what he did. As I go back to the keyboard, we all stand right now. If God has, is, is knocking at your heart, if he's tugging at your heart, Easter Sunday would be no better day than to come and stand or kneel and pray and ask God to forgive you of your sins. He's already promised he would, for, he would uh, forgive you if you just ask. Make your commitment to him today. He committed to you over 2,000 years ago before you was even thought of. Amen? He committed to you. we got people who would be glad to pray with you. Thank you. I think I'll sing a little bit more of that song.
want to uh, thank everyone for coming out this afternoon. If you're going to participate in the egg hunt, if you will go to the fellowship hall, and uh, they will direct everyone from there on what to do on the uh, egg hunt this afternoon. But we're just so glad and thankful for everyone to be here today. We're going to dismiss at this time. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We know we serve and worship a resurrected king. And we thank you, Lord, uh, for being in our midst today. And, Lord, as we dismiss this afternoon, Lord, be with each and every one, Lord. Stir in our hearts, Heavenly Father, each and every day of our lives. Hallelujah. We give you praise and glory for all things in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. God bless you today. Hallelujah.